Welcome to the Share Chair Podcast, where we tell each other stories and learn from listening. So, Jane Donnelly, welcome to the Share Chair Podcast. Thank you. Ah, how about that? <laughs> right? Happy to be here. Boom. And we're so happy to have you. And <laughs> so we've you. begun. Thank it's you. the holiday season. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I feel good about it. Alex is coming home on Friday. Yeah. I'll have my little pod yeah. together the whole weekend. Yeah. You know, I think as a parent, that's just kind of everything. Yeah. In the season, you immediately went, the family's going to be back together, right? You could have yeah. said anything, and that's where right. you put your focus. Why do you, where does that come from, do you think, that focus? Um, when I became a mom, I think the whole, and this was a group thought, or a partnership thought between my husband and I, that we were going to, our focus really was immediately shifted to raising great people. I mean, and truly, and I think maybe Isabel can attest to that. They, you know, they have a few family rules between the two of them that they were always to look after each other and to uh, respect their mom and dad. Mm -hmm. And um, so empathy (laughs) has been a huge part of our raising our kids. Um, You know, just really first feeling what your siblings are feeling so that you're kind. Mm -hmm. That was the other rule, be kind. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's always been about, um, you know, being a good person. What were some of those characteristics that you wanted to see in your kids as they grew up? Well, I think first and foremost, and Isabel knows this too, as I mentioned, is just to be kind. And that's a raising of being an empathetic person. It's being able to look at other people and, you know, even just for a moment, sort of acknowledge what they're going through. and, you know, when you have the thought to be kind to someone, then, then you're going to have some of that empathy. You know, you're going to maybe think before you speak. I think maybe through example, you know, really um, being kind to each other, Mark and I, mm-hmm. being kind to each other, Thinking before we speak, having respect for each other as an example of, you know, their first example, mm-hmm. a, a unit that showed them how to be. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that was the first way we fed that to them. Um, and then the second way was toward each other, yeah. you know, just acknowledging. I mean, there were certain things words they couldn't say in the household they couldn't call each other stupid you Mm -hmm. know i mean there were things like that that they couldn't do right um because that would be a lack of respect toward each other that would be um being unkind yeah and so you know it started in the house and then you know as they got older and friends increased and situations come up you know, yeah. then there's always a lesson there to kind of dive into that experience and, you know, how does that make you feel? How does that make them feel? Where do you think they're coming from? Where are you coming from? And, of course, hopefully that was learned a little bit in the sibling 
hustles of life, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know. Yeah. Isabel, can you speak to that at all? One thing that I think you missed is that you fed us empathy by showing example by you and dad. Like, you were going through this journey of trying to figure out what you wanted to do, and, you know, yoga and energy therapy. Um, we grew up on watching you develop that skill, and you didn't, it came naturally, so I guess it wasn't necessarily developed, but we... Osmosis, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We already had this, like, we were already genetically ready for being those people that understand one another. Like, it was almost like yeah. it didn't need to be taught. It was just kind of there. Yeah, they, they grew up going through, um, you know, art museums and yeah. looking at art and having appreciation for someone's someone else's version of that and how that gets translated. And so I guess there was a lot of room from birth to now because um, she was, she went through those things, you know, those <laughs> art um, studios and, uh, you know, yeah. all these places when she was a baby until, you know, even at two and three, they were walking through those yeah. things, looking at art and yeah. when toddlers could have been totally rambunctious and, yeah. you know, like tearing things apart, they were sort of taught to experience the moment yeah, yeah. and enjoy it. But yeah, I think creativity was a huge part of that, just to being able to open, be open and express. Mm -hmm. Is that maybe kind of yeah. where you were headed? Um, Isabel, you made mention about your, mo your mom's transition. So I was um, in upper management in a local health club. Uh -huh. and really raised my kids at that job. Um, loved it. Was So that was a huge part of being in a health and wellness industry. I think that gave me a different perspective on wellness. Um, and so I had somebody within the facility, one of the orchestrators of the programs, um, was bringing a little tiny bit of yoga in and said, hey, do you want to come to this workshop? And I was like, yeah, I'll come to the workshop. I work here. Sounds like a good idea. <laughs> um, and honestly, the workshop was great, whatever. I started sort of dabbling my own little bit, mm -hmm. enough that um, one of the instructors in and understand this, that yoga was very new to this area. Mm -hmm. There wasn't really any facilitate, facility to do yoga, okay. um, to learn about it, to, to, to teach it, anything. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it was all really west or east coasted. It had not made its way here at all yet. Um, so this little bit that was brought in was really very little bit. But at any point, um, or at any rate, this instructor said, oh my gosh, and I'm sitting in my business clothes in an office, <laughs> yes. and she runs in and says, oh my gosh, I'm overlapping, I, I can't teach the beginning of this class, which looking back at this moment right now, I'm like, that's absurd, how would that have ever happened? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we run a huge facility here, how would that have ever happened? Yeah. But it, it did, and so she's like, I can't start class, you have to go start my yoga class. It's in the middle of a huge gym 
with lots of equipment and people around. <laughs> and it wasn't me to go, okay, uh -huh. <laughs> I'll do that. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I, her mat was already set up. At that point, there was this big microphone. Yeah. You know, there wasn't even the little yeah. headset. So I'm like, okay. Um, again, I don't even know, taking the steps to get to the mat, I'm like, how did I even ever do that? That was not me. Uh-huh. Speaking in front of people would not have been me. And so I stepped on the mat and started the class, and I instantly felt a rush mm -hmm. through me that mm -hmm. I was home. Yeah. Like I was doing something really very purposeful and right. And that started it all. Yeah. From that moment on, I was like, and not consciously, really, like, oh, now I need to learn. But it ran through my body mm. so immensely mm. that there was just sort of like, it was just happening. So, <laughs> so energy study? Am I even saying the right yeah. language? Right. Okay. Um, it is such a hard, it's a difficult thing to explain. Um, because it's really more of an experience than it is a talking matter. So to describe it, it's really that each of us has energy that flows through us. There's energy in everything and everyone. And um, that energy flow has a way of constantly trying to keep us as individuals and as a collective whole in balance. When things are out of balance, our bodies will respond and start to tell us. Mm -hmm. We might get pains in our shoulders or we get sick. Um, it's a disharmony or an imbalance in the body. Mm -hmm. And we tend to ignore it. Um, or maybe just aren't aware enough to tune into the fact that something is going on, so there's an imbalance of some kind. And so energy therapy, energy work is really about helping you to find that imbalance or really recognize your whole self so that you can recognize when you're a little bit out of balance, mm -hmm. um, whether it be through your body, whether it be through your emotions, um, your attitude. And you're so in tuned with yourself enough that when those imbalances come along, you can take a step back and use some practices or awarenesses like meditation or prayer or um, yoga, mm -hmm. running, you know, whatever it is for you, whatever you need to help you take a step back so that you can sort of observe what's going on and then be whole again. Well, if I come to you yeah. and say, can you work with me on my right. energy? Yeah. What do we do? What do we do? So we'll get you pretty relaxed and quiet. Um, on a massage table. You stay fully clothed. Mm -hmm. um, the idea is that we're working 
with your body, your central nervous system, the physiology of your body, to get calm um, and quiet first. Because many of us sort of live in a fight or flight mode under stress. And we don't ever know what calm is unless we're asleep. So mm. it's either like we're awake and we're in fight or flight stress mode mm. or we're asleep. Mm. And so when you come to my office, I would help facilitate a time and space for you just to get calm. And typically we'll practice that through um, finding a breath that works for you, maybe some meditation, maybe some imagery, um, possibly some movement, if mm -hmm. that's sort of what the energy in your body needs. Mm -hmm. um, so it can be a real combination of many different tools um, to get you to a place where you can be calm enough to really experience yourself as yourself rather than yourself under stress. Yeah. Where can we find you? Yeah. In like an office or um, a yoga yeah. studio? So I teach all over the Tri-Cities areas. Um, I'm in Muskegon Yoga, I'm in Lakeshore Yoga, and On the Path Yoga. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's where I'm teaching yoga and now facilitating some workshops, some meditation workshops, um, how to meditate in the new year. That'll be a new workshop that comes out. Um, some just time. They're called circles, but time um, where we put ritual and um, sort of ceremony into spending time together and hearing each other and seeing each other, which is right along the lines of empathy. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think it's worthy to say, let me scratch that. I also have an office in Grand Haven, um, downtown Grand Haven, and that's where I see um, clients privately. So that's where I do this kind of work that I uh -huh. just described. Uh -huh. um, but, you know, I think elevating empathy is an awesome cause, you know. It helps us connect and relate in ways that a busy lifestyle oftentimes doesn't allow us to do um, or just life in general doesn't allow us to do. But I think there's a difference between being or saying that you're empathetic and the ability to really be empathetic. Mm -hmm. And... You know, I think to get there, there's a little bit of self-awareness and self-empathy mm -hmm. that you have to include in order to be able to look at other people and hold space for them to be where they are. So if I'm in my own suffering, you know, if I'm in my own bowl of crap, mm -hmm. I'm not going to be able to see or hear very well what you're going through. So I have to do a little work on me. I have to be a little empathetic toward myself yeah. and um, find that space so that when I look at you, I have the ability to hold space for you to be right where you are yeah. and be there with you um, with, you know, a, a great deal of compassion. 
pretty good reminder yeah. going into the yeah. holiday season. Right. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thanks, You're Jane. Welcome. Thank you so awesome. much. You're Thanks for listening. Be sure to tune in next week for the next episode. And don't forget to submit works of art and writing to our website to spread a little more empathy.